0: Hey, this is episode 7. Everything is new. We're talking about Christians in relationship to the Old Testament. Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal guys trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh.
1: Hey, hey, I'm Andrew. And we are this Jesus Life podcast. Josh, what's up, man? How you doing in these Corona times? Doing
0: all right. How, how was your vacation?
1: It was really good. It was really good. I uh, got some good beach time in. For the first time ever, I did not get a sunburn on vacation. Nice. Like, That's dude, I'm normally the guy who Especially comes since back. Your
0: wife's a hippie, and she doesn't use real sunscreen
1: yeah especially because of that <laughs> dude i normally get like fried the first day and then have two oh. miserable days and then i start enjoying the week week that, so, that was my that was my that was a win. This
0: week was a win. Yeah. they got burnt and they were just miserable and they're like oh yeah no part of me
1: dude speaking of being miserable my chickens are not miserable right now i put uh some new logs from the woods in their chicken run area and dude, they were just partying it up when I went back there. I had to like go back when it was dark, dark to get them inside. They love the log. Chicken man?
0: party, do? Like what? What happens during a chicken <laughs> party? Because I'm picturing them like holding up the log and they're like limboing <laughs> under it.
1: No, dude, they're just climbing all over these logs and like searching for bugs and pulling the bark off. And I don't know, they're pretty dumb, pretty dumb animals. So this huh. is like, I love, you know, I love that all of our
0: podcasts start with you updating on us
1: <laughs> how the chickens are doing. Dude, you asked how I'm doing. That's one of the newest things in my life right now. (laughs) It's the chicken logs, Uh, dude.
0: Uh, Dude, We've gotten a ton of great feedback back this week. I've been highly encouraged, yeah, uh, from all people people actually like it.
1: Which is shocking because I like it. Which is it. surprising. I like it. I like I, listening to
0: myself. I'm surprised <laughs> other people like to listen to us. No, it.
1: I mean, I like it because we have fun. I feel like we're having fun during these conversations. And then I oh, listen to sure. it. I'm like, hey, that we had one good point. That was solid. You know, That's true. Yeah. So I'm glad there's other definitely people been,
0: do. There's definitely been times I've listened back and you're like, I don't remember Andrew saying that during the podcast. But that's really good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> same about you man same about it's you. always
0: it's always like it's because you're like paying attention to like what's coming next not that we yeah. have a real script but we have uh-huh. an outline kind of
1: thing okay um, you say like, we have what, an outline we, we, go... like, okay, we have like seven, we have like <laughs> seven we have like seven sentences dude normally yeah, we have but well three sentences. of those sentences are our intro <laughs> those are always there <laughs> okay copy paste but dude normally <laughs> we, we, have, we have maybe we have two double. verses we have two maybe verses, double this <laughs> Dude, speaking of two verses, um, <laughs> talking about two verses. No, we have uh, we're talking about the Old Testament, New Testament, or Old Covenant, New Covenant today. And uh, yeah, I don't know exactly where probably, that's going to come. No, up, it's probably not
0: something that like you have thought to yourself listening. You know, I really want to learn about the Old Covenant and the New Covenant and right. how they're different, right? Right. But we thought it was super important to cover the topic um, because I don't think we have a clear view or a good theology around in general. I'm not saying the church doesn't, the church has a good view, but Christians in general don't carry a view of, of the old covenant, new covenant, how they're different, what applies to you, and what doesn't apply to you as a follower of Jesus.
1: Well, and even on top of that, dude, like you pick up the Bible and you're like, this is one book. I just start from the beginning and then you get like a few books in and you're in all these laws and all these chronologies and all this stuff. And you're like, you lost me after Genesis, man. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Um, So I think it's kind of important to like have a somewhat of a roadmap of like, what are, what are you reading? What does it mean? What's the context of that book or series of books that is half the Bible, you know? So for me, that's kind of, yeah.
0: Maybe we start there. We start like foundational. So, um, as you know, if you've spent any time in the church, um, there's multiple books inside of the Bible. Yeah, sixty-six
1: in the old. Okay, there's twenty-seven books in the New Testament. But you've seen me, nice. I didn't. I'm not a good Bible teacher, so I don't feel. I too had bad an about argument it. with a guy once. We
0: just met each other, and we're like trying to lead this group of people. Um, we're still trying to figure each other out. And he he starts in this long rant of like, you need to know the order of the books of the Bible, and you need to know where the, the verses are about certain things. Yeah. And uh, I said, no, no, I don't think any of that's important. I need you to know the content of Scripture. <laughs> like, that's that's really the important thing. Like, yeah. memorizing the books of the Bible is absolutely useless if you don't know the content yes. of, of those books.
1: Yeah. Um, but, well, and so hey, let, let me interrupt you again. That's a good point because the Old Testament and a lot of the New Testament, people just heard it read or heard it told. You know, like it was more of an oral tradition and written down. And then sometimes the priest would read it and teach out of it. But it's not like everybody had a copy of the King James Bible, you know, until just like I don't know what you ask King James only people,
0: and they might tell you that everybody did. But that's right. um,
1: That's right. I argue.
0: I argue with the King James guy once about the Catholic monks kind of preserving our Bible through the medieval yeah. ages. Uh-huh. Um, and he was like, that's absolutely ridiculous. And you're like, well, no, well, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you can hate that's on the Catholic funny. church, but we still have a lot of records because of right. the Catholic church. So right. uh, you need to back off. Um, true debt. Back to, so we have, the Bible's made up of multiple books, but it's also made up of two different covenants. Now yeah. in your in your Bible today, it's probably called the Old Testament and the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be translated as well to Old Covenant, New Covenant. Yeah. Um, and it can be confusing to start with the Old Covenant because, in all reality, that's not where our story begins. Yeah. Um, our story begins with the, the with Jesus and His death and resurrection on the cross. Like that's the foundation of our faith. Yeah. Um, and you've heard me say it on the podcast before. Like we don't like we don't worship Scripture. We don't worship the Bible. Um, we don't Great. put the Bible on some altar and 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 yeah. bow down and, and stand in awe of it. We worship the author of, of Scripture, the God yeah. that inspired it. Um, and I think sure. that's an important um, distinction to make, um, mm-hmm. because when we put our focus in on Scripture, I think we, we miss the, the end goal altogether. Um, yeah. We stop living out the great commandments as Jesus commanded us to, and we start focusing yeah. in on the weeds that we were never designed to focus in on, as as Christ followers at least.
1: Yeah, I, I heard the term not that long ago of Bible lawyer, um, that some Christians are just Bible lawyers and not Christ followers. And yeah. I was like, oh, that is good. Like, that's a good term because, yeah, the lawyers go into the minutiae and that's yeah. all they care about because they're like, no, no, you got to let my person go because of this,
0: you know? Is it to like to feel smarter than everybody else when you walk into a room and you're like, yeah, we've had this conversation before, not about the Bible. <laughs> it just reminded me <laughs> of that conversation. <laughs>
1: I may it's, or may
0: not had a friend tell me once. You know, I walk into rooms and often think to myself, "I'm the smartest person in this room." And I said, "That's crazy," because I've generally never had that thought
1: <laughs> But you are smarter
0: than me, so there's that. Piece. Oh my gosh,
1: I don't know about any of that. But let me say, I did say that, and i I was being honest with you when I said you that. Were. But that was in the context I don't mean to make of in the no, midst no, of you being honest. You can you can but make fun of me. It's it's all good. But that was in the midst of God telling me, "Hey, don't take my good ideas uh, for as yours." You know, oh, like yeah, don't. Yeah. But it was a very gentle thing, and that was a cool way God spoke to me. But That's yeah, funny I need to be reminded of it. Because yeah. for me, like I'm I'm a pretty
0: confident dude in general. Yeah. Um, but not when it comes to being smart. <laughs> never been on the list of my confidence. So when I've had a great idea, I've never thought. That was my great idea. I was like, oh, <laughs> out of the grace of Jesus Christ, I came up with that. Like, there's no way I would have had it without it.
1: Well, when I've had a great idea, I've typically just taken credit for it and been like, that was all me. <laughs> What's that was up? all me. Now tell me how awesome I am. But I'm learning. I'm learning from it, you know?
0: What's your um, is your love language affirmation?
1: I don't know, man. Probably. Yeah, probably words of affirmation. Take,
0: our, our work makes us take them. Um, yeah. I just haven't taken the, the test. physical touch since that's not appropriate for. Uh, yeah. Right. Covid times. I told my boss, My <laughs> love <laughs> language, physical, physical touch. If you're going to tell me you love me, you'll probably hug me more often.
1: <laughs> I need a shoulder pat every time you walk past and a hug once a day to
0: know you're That's around." It. Yeah. No, I think actually, mine's quality time. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. Old Testament, Old, Co- Old Testament, Covenant, New Testament. Let's. So, Old Covenant. Let me try this. Old Covenant is basically. It's the first big chunk of the Bible. It's actually more of the Bible than the New Testament, um, but it's the covenant that God made with Abraham and then the story of Israel and Abraham's lineage kind of from yep. from that point, from the point of creation before Abraham. Um, Genesis 1, you know, things are being made, created, including the earth, the sky, all the creatures, and then you end the old covenant um, with kind of the starting of the story of Jesus, is that a decent explanation? Yeah, I think yeah? so. I, I think I'd
0: add to it too. Like the old covenant is the history of Israel. I think yeah. that's that needs to be said. Um, totally. Because it follows. So the old covenant was also a, a covenant between God and a people. It wasn't yeah. a covenant between God and an individual. It was a covenant between God and, and the, yeah. the state of Israel. Um, the mm-hmm. people of Israel, um, God's chosen people. Why He chose Israel? We could go around and around. Um, right. I don't think it really matters. But He did choose Israel, and then He kind of went through those generations. The Old Covenant was phenomenal, well, be, well yeah. beyond its years of what God established for yeah. for religious law, civil law, um, mm-hmm. you know, societal laws, like all of those things. Um, yeah. Extremely helpful. Culture was drastically different yeah. um, during that time. Um, than it is, you know, now and for the last two thousand years. Um, so there was a shift in the midst of that, yeah. and I think that's important to it. Because in contrast, the new the new covenant, what we call the New Testament, um, is a covenant between God and those that choose to follow Jesus. Yeah. Um, so it's an individual covenant, um, where the old covenant was a cause and effect relationship. If they did this, God would do this. If they didn't do this, God had no obligation to do, to do what he said he was going to do. So yeah. you have this blessing and cursing. So mm-hmm. we know that we're in line with God. When our, when our country is, is blessed, we know we're um, being cursed by God. We know we're out of line with God, sinning against God when our, our country is being cursed. Yeah. Um, or our people is probably a better way to say it. Yeah, um, I have a lot of struggles <clears throat> with people bringing some of those things over, like making yeah. America you know, yeah. a country now. It's right. not biblical. There's nothing in it. There's right. no covenant between, right. I don't care if America was or was not established on Christian values. It's not a nation that God said, right. You are going to be my nation. It's, there's right. no covenant there. Not like there was right. with Israel. And I think there's a lot of things that, that we like to bring over. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah,
1: It's kind of pompous uh, to, to be like, America is the new Israel. God is for us. We do yeah. nothing wrong or, you know, like whatever, but God is for you. Uh, if you know Jesus, if you know Christ, if you follow him, like you're a part of the kingdom, whether you're in the Philippines or the U S or yeah. Ireland or wherever else, you yeah. know? And, um, and that's the
0: other thing like the old covenant was a covenant between God and God's people, Israel. It yeah. wasn't for any other nation. It wasn't for any other people. It was for Israel. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Jewish people, a new covenant is for both what we call Jews and Gentiles, both you know those that God called his people and everybody else. It's for everybody. Um, anyone can enter into that covenant with with Jesus, and that covenant is simply um, believing that he is who he said he was. He was the son of God. Um, he lived a perfect life. He died a sinner's death um, on a cross and raised from that death, death three days later, conquering death so we could do the same. Um, like that is the new covenant. And, yeah. Um, the the only piece of it is do I believe that? And do I choose to follow that? And do I give my life to Jesus in the midst of that? And if right. I do, his piece of it is my, my sins have been forgiven. right? Um, done deal, done and over with. I now get to live as a member of the kingdom um, which drastically changes right. my life from that point on. Changes how I right. live things, changes my perspective, changes um, the experiences that I have, changes all of those things. Like Scripture yeah. calls us a new creation, right? We've gone from mm-hmm. old to new. Yeah. Um, and the and not that God changed, but how God interacts with culture, with people, with humanity, did change. Yeah. yeah. Um, that drastically changed. And we even see this, like, Jeremiah speaks to this, like, there's a new covenant coming. There's something new on its way um, yeah. that is going to wipe out this old. And the old was good for what it was, but it wasn't perfect. And the new one is going to be perfect. And the new one, of course, was was Jesus that he was forecasting. Yeah. But
1: Yeah. Dude, and I got to say I'm glad we're under the new covenant. Uh because old covenant was really just like um here's the law. Um here's where you fall short of the law, aka yep. where you sin. Like the the things you break in the law whether you intend to or don't, those are sin. Um so the only way to get rid of that is to basically shed blood of something. Like take your best goat, your most expensive bird, your whatever, you know, an animal that's kind of without blemish and sacrifice it to God. And let me say like, even that sounds crazy today to be like, I'm going to take this goat and slit its throat and then burn it. And you know, whatever, um, that sounds crazy, but many of the other nations were kind of like their religion involved lots of human sacrifice and things like that. So the God of Israel never, ever, um, asked for human sacrifice to be completed. Yep. He did once as a kind of test of, of the will of, um, Abraham, but, um, he didn't go through with it. He didn't ask him to go through it. He stopped yep. it. Um, and that kind of was a way he set himself apart as a different God than, than the gods of the day. So what you were saying of like, it was even advanced then, and it was good for law then and now and yep. way different. Um, is totally true. It's just, we live in a different, world. Yeah. So that seems crazy. The <laughs> sacrificing yeah. animals.
0: You know? Well and it's crazy too, like as you dig into the history during that time of the old covenant of the Old Testament. Um like there's so many things that the people wanted that God bent his knee to that God never wanted. Like you look at the temple, um God never planned to build the temple. God okay. never planned to have a king. Um like he was going to be yeah. the king. He was going to live in a mobile tabernacle. Um and and the people around them didn't have, like, they had temples. Not only did they have temples, they had images of their gods inside those temples. And, you know, Israel had a god that had no image. So, like, when you got to what we call the holies of holies, um, kind of the place where God's presence dwelt, there was no iron statue, there was no gold statue, there was nothing in there that defined God. Now there was yeah. cherubims that hold the Ark of the Covenant. But... um there was no imagery of God Himself, um, which was yeah. drastically different than than other religions around there. Um, but it, it's amazing how how God is willing to change His plan for His people. Yeah, and He's God. He's sovereign. He's all knowing. He's in all time. Yeah. At, he's in every place at all times. Right. Um, yeah. So there's that piece where like, yes, we're on a timeline. God's not and. Sure, God knows how things are going to play out, but at the right. same time, he functions inside of our timeline because that's how we look at things. And in the midst of that, he's He's making what we perceive as changes and what he perceived all along as, as relationship yeah. or covenant. Yeah. Um, but yeah.
1: Yeah. So one one verse I thought of as you were saying that um, is, and I Googled it, I didn't know this off the top of my head, but um, it's Matthew 9, 13 um it says but go and learn what this means i desire mercy not sacrifice for i have not come to call the righteous but sinners um and i think that's a cool distinction because it it's like i desire mercy like heart change behavior change not sacrifice which is just like i got to go kill my favorite sheep again yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. because i broke one of the 10 commandments but it's like i desire the heart shift and the behavior shift and the mental shift um, that is kind of living within this kingdom that maybe you can't see, but you live in and you behave as, you know, you do the things that Jesus taught rather than just following the laws that were written on the wall, you know, or whatever written around the doorposts of your, of your house. And the the tricky part about that is that if you read the old Testament, man, there's a lot of powerful stuff in there. Like there's a lot of things that you're like, wow, I, God spoke to me through that today uh, or the Holy Spirit put that on my mind or man, that sermon about, you know, Zechariah or whoever from Old Testament, that was powerful, you know? So, so it's, it can be confusing because it's like, God's still speaking through this thing, even though you're in a new covenant, a new reality, like you laid out. Well, that's the in, other thing
0: that changed yeah. too, right? Like, like we had under old covenant, God's presence dwelt in a physical place. It dwelt inside of the holy of holies. Yeah. Um, only very few people ever got to enter into that place throughout a lifetime. Yeah. Um, you as a you know you and me as regular Joes would never have been able to enter the holy of holies. No. Um, no. Probably never even been able to enter in the tabernacle. Um, right. And maybe got lucky to get into into the outer courts. Right. Right. Um, so th- there was this massive distance, essentially, between the average person and, and God Himself, um, because yeah. the covenant was with a nation. God interacted with the leaders of that nation, the priests and the kings, yeah. um, the prophets. Like that's who God interacted with, and what got ushered into the new, uh, into the new covenant was that relationship is no longer between a nation and God; it's now between individuals. So now I have the yeah. ability. Um, as crazy as it is um, to approach the throne of God and hear God speak directly to me like that's the right. crazy part of it all right like this relationship right. became personal um, now I had genuinely have access to a holy god um, that I would yeah. never have had access before the, the sacrifice of Jesus um, which is like kind of gives you chills at times you're like holy like what am i like this is what i really have access to like and and you see this that transition at the death of jesus right like it says that the 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 the, um the veil was torn that's talking about the veil that split the holy of holies from the holies place um like that was ripped to signify um, that god's presence now is going to dwell with god's people through what we call the holy spirit
1: yeah it broke out it was like a like a zombie outbreak of God's presence, <laughs> <There> you, <laughs> you know. Go. It started. It started with one, one uh, veil being torn, and then it just spread real quick. It, just R- took, R- it took a little bit of time
0: yeah. Um, yeah. before Pentecost That's showed true. up. That's and the Holy Spirit showed up. I'm but curious why. Read it
1: today it seems fast. It does. Yeah. it's true. It's only a couple well, chapters. Well, wait, isn't it? So my my thought of why has always been like that. God's covenant was with Israel, with the Jews. And my thought was always that, like, they had a while to hear the message. Maybe not all of them, but, but that the message of, of Christ stayed in Israel for a while, um, stayed in that, those tribes, you know? So they had kind of like a, like, a, I write contracts as part of my job. Um, yeah. Not all the time, but we put in like a first right of refusal Clause on almost every agreement we do. Like, okay, I have the first. If we're doing this this year, then next year I have the first chance to to say no before you offer it to anybody else. You know, and I've always seen it kind of like that. Of like, God was like, like, yeah, my my original covenant was with you, Israel. So I'm going to give you the first right of refusal on hmm. following Jesus before I spread it outside of that. You know, so yeah. it's going to take a while. It's going to marinate, and then it can go crazy. We'll send Paul yeah. out and just well get the word out.
0: Yeah. And we see this throughout the prophets, right? Like salvation was going to come from the Jews. Like, yeah, there was no doubt about that. Um, so that's why all of the apostles until we got to Paul, but all the apostles that walked with Jesus um, were Jews, like, and Jesus yeah. was a Jew. <coughs> Excuse me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and that's like, so that was part of that's fulfilling prophecy to you know, what you're talking about is like the persecution yeah. that showed up in Jerusalem mm-hmm. because it was going to be only for the Jews. Like, and this might frustrate some people, but the Jewish people were highly racist. <laughs> um, not only <laughs> that, like, not only were they racist, but like to some extent God developed, designed it that way. Like, yeah, this is they us. They were very much that in to We're going to yeah. segre- we're gonna segregate ourselves from you. Yeah. Um, and for good reasons to some extent, especially in that yeah. time, Um, but, like, Jews weren't going to go out and talk to anyone that wasn't a Jew. Like, that wasn't a thing. Well, even get back to, you know, our greatest commandments, right? Like, those are repeats of Old Testament commandments. We find them in Deuteronomy. Like, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Love your neighbor as Mm -hmm. yourself. Those are both in Deuteronomy. um, And neighbor is defined in Deuteronomy, and neighbor is defined as any other Jew. Mm, Um, So what Jesus does when he comes on the scene, like, he takes that verse, and then he gets asked, I think, even in the next chapter, um, what 's the greatest commandment right well it 's not that it was who 's my neighbor and then Jesus goes into these parables right tells oh. the the parable of the good Samaritan, and yeah. then he goes on and on, like like that piece is like, no, your neighbor's all those around you, and not only that, your neighbors are those enemies that you love to hate you 're going to choose yeah. to love them, yeah, like he takes this and completely rips it wide open um, where he 's like, that was the old, this is now yeah. the new, and the new is better, the new is different. And the new is full of freedom. Like that's the piece that I just that right. I, I love to love is like there's a freedom yeah. that we now have access to uh, under the new covenant that we never have access. And not only that, there's totally. a there's a relationship with Jesus we have never had access to, or a relationship with yeah. God that we never had access to if the new covenant never showed up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and <clears throat> we get into some. Shark filled waters at this point, as we start to make that shift right from old covenant right. to talking about the new covenant, what's different, what's right. gone. Um, right, you know, thank you, Andy Stanley, for putting out his book and
1: yeah, it's, a, divisions. it's a really good book.
0: Now, I it was, I will say this 90% of, of Andy's book, I don't think you can argue with theologically, right? Um, if you, you sit down, you actually read it, don't read what other people are writing about it. But if you read it, I think 90% of you can't argue theologically. 10% you could argue. You can land either way. That's fine. Yeah. Um, you can pick what side you're going to be on or just don't yeah. read the book and move on. Um, but I think there's some great pieces inside of it that are extremely helpful for the Christian church yeah. to move forward on um, that are super helpful. And this isn't going to be a podcast about his book. His book came out no. last year. It's called...
1: Yeah, we'd um, be way late if we did.
0: I don't even know what it's called. So <laughs> I can't remember the top of my head. Uh, irresistible
1: irresistible
0: Uh, that's right uh, but you know we recommend you read it take a take a stab at it and tell us what you Mm -hmm. think
1: yeah but I desire mercy not sacrifice like i keep coming back to that man of um like it's the heart shift it's the mind shift it's it's the way of living shift and i don't know the new covenant living under okay Even if you just had the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, if that's, if you're on a desert island and you have a pamphlet called the Sermon on the Mount and you didn't know anything about the Bible, anything about God, and you read that and you just decided, okay, I'm going to start living this way. Um, Maybe on a desert island isn't the best example, but if you just didn't have access to a smartphone and all that stuff. Since since the new covenant is
0: all built around loving people, you're like, well, there's You'd feel love, so lonely. I I like, can, like, I'm trying. This, this, this
1: <laughs> but I got, all these, I got a bunch of volleyballs and coconuts laying around. I'll just paint faces <laughs> on them. Um, no, dude. I mean, if you just had the Sermon on the Mount, yeah. I feel like you could really live out a solid, uh, Jesus focused, God honoring yeah. life. And in the same way, if you just had the Ten Commandments, I don't know. I don't know. They're just, don't do this. They're just, yeah. don't kill people. Don't put other gods before me. Don't have idols. Yeah. Don't covet. It's just don'ts. Whereas the, the sermon on the Mount is all it takes, it cranks it up 30 notches on everything. Or removes them completely. It, right. There's some, there's some
0: of them. Yeah. that where he's like, you've heard this said, you know, yeah. an eye for an eye. Well, it's not going to be that yeah. way anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I say, uh, a yeah. hundred times stronger than that. What is, what is the next thing? An eye for an eye or tooth for the tooth. But I say, what is it? I, well, can't I don't know the quote it.
0: exactly, but, uh, he gets, eventually gets into, you have to forgive your brother yeah. seven times, seven yeah, times. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's right. And it puts it back on you, you know, because yeah. an eye for an eye, tooth for tooth is just, you punch me, I punch you. Yeah. Which done. was a great commandment
0: <laughs> in the day that it existed. Like right. I, I can't stress that right. enough. Right. Like, during that time, that Israel, the country, like the people, were being built, and a, a kingdom was being established. Yeah, like that was a great law. Um, yeah, it, one to one, not one order. to ten. Yeah. yeah, but it's no, it's no longer like that. Like yeah. things have drastically shifted. Like there is a new thing that's been ushered in. Like I would go as far, and, and I'll get crucified for this statement, but I'd go as far as and say there is nothing applicable uh, from the old covenant to your life as a follower of Jesus.
1: Hmm. What do you mean by that? I mean, uh, I mean, there's I guess no pretty direct.
0: There's, yeah, yeah. there's no commandments throughout the entire Old Testament that apply to you as wow. a follower of Jesus. Um, now, I think the Old Covenant, the Old Testament is great for inspiration. I think it's yeah. great for understanding the character and who God is. Um, I think it's good for all those things, but from an application standpoint, I don't think it's applicable to you. It's like, it's getting back to like, you get into, like, the story of David and Goliath. Um, David and Goliath has nothing to do with you. Like, you're not right. going up against giants. <laughs> to put yourself in the story as right. David is idiotic and stupid at best. Right, right. Um, that's a story right. about David and God establishing <laughs> his next king. It's not about you. Uh, and right. I think that's important. Uh, so it's, like, little things like that. Um, the old the, – you know, the Ten Commandments don't apply to you um, right. now if you remove yourself from it and you look at just the New Testament, well, they do apply to you. <laughs> like Jesus right. takes those and ups them, right? Like don't have adultery. Jesus says, you look lustfully yeah. at a woman, that's sin. Um, you've yeah. sinned against yourself. Like like there's pieces of it that we've taken to an, a whole nother level. We start to dig into Sabbath. Um, yeah. And Jesus says, it's okay. Is it okay for me to heal someone and do good on the Sabbath? Or is that sinful? Well, Old Covenant would say that's sinful. Mm-hmm. Jesus saying it's right. not sinful. That's, that's the thing we're supposed right. to do. It's important right. to rest. It's important to to live in in rhythms. Um, but I can work on the Sabbath. I don't have to take it. Yeah. And that's a that's a big tenet of the old covenant.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so okay, before so... before I get crucified, let me read this verse. Uh, <laughs> this is from this is from the Hebrew writer, and you and I think you should read this whole chapter. I won't for the yeah. sake of really keeping your attention. Hey, <laughs> I'm you would lose read me. It. Yeah. I would lose you. I'd lose everyone listening. They'd be like, Josh, just... But it's, it's, a, it's a good portion of it's just actually quoting Jeremiah. Um, but this is Hebrews chapter 8, starting with verse 13. Um, mm-hmm. And, he's, and this is, it simply says this, By calling this covenant new, Now he's talking about the New Testament, Matthew on, um, he has made the first one obsolete. And obsolete. what is obsolete and outdated, outdated. will soon disappear.
1: Dang. Like, oh, Pretty it's
0: clear. in <laughs> for a second. <laughs> but, like, calling this covenant new, which means if you're calling this covenant new, you're calling the old one old. And it's not yeah. old because of its date, it's old because right. it's in the past. It no longer is a, a, applicable to us. Um, he made the new one, or the first one, obsolete. And what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. You probably didn't know that existed in your Bible. It's there. Uh, I recommend read the whole chapter of, of of Hebrews 8. We don't know who wrote Hebrews 8. Um, some say right. Paul um, because of parts of how it's written, um, hmm. but Paul wasn't, you know, reaching the, the Hebrew people, so it probably wasn't Paul. Some say it was a woman that wrote it, which would be great in terms of arguing against uh, the position of women inside the church, uh, right. but we, don't, we generally don't know. We don't know who wrote it.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so, so that's happening. Um, by calling this covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete, and what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. Hebrews 8:13. Um, that's not a cherry-picked verse, like you said, that's in the context of what we're discussing. Well, I'll, but, I'll read this
0: one too you. Um, this, is, yeah. this is verse six of the same chapter. Um, but in fact, the ministry Jesus has received is superior to those as the covenant of which he is a mediator is superior to the old, since the new covenant is established on better promises. You have to remember that the old covenant was established on a promise to a man, to Abraham, that he would be the father of many nations. It wasn't established. Uh, The old covenant was established between a man in Jesus, the man was Abraham, that he'd be the father of many nations. That's what the promise was built on. Um, our promises are built on that Jesus was the son of God, that he died a sinner's death, that he rose from the yeah. death, and now gives you access to salvation, freedom, and hope. Um, and forgiveness. <laughs> Don't forget forgiveness. That's a big one. Since we're all sinners. Uh, but like that that's the piece of this, right? Like yeah. he's establishing better promises, and that's his promise to you. You choose to follow me. You choose to believe that I am who I said I am. I did what I said I was going to do. Um, I'm going to forgive you from your sins and give you, create you into a new creation, bring yeah. you into the kingdom and let you experience a life like you never thought you would experience.
1: Yeah. Here's, okay. I, I agree with everything you just said. Truly. Like, I, I think it's spot on. But here's the thing. I think there's still plenty of value in reading the Old Testament. Oh, I agree. Um, and, and one, so as I was thinking about this episode, I was thinking about this discussion. Um, I was like, what the heck am I going to talk about? Because, dude, to be honest, I read the, the New Testament way more than the Old Testament. I started Which isn't the norm. Really? No. Wow. I didn't know that. No, but the normal I, Christianity like, is, the Old Testament is written in,
0: well, granted, most people don't read their Bibles, but those that do uh, yeah. read the Old Testament much, which would make right. sense. Like, it's two-thirds of your Bible.
1: Yeah. Well, like, I, so, I don't know. It was probably three or four months ago, I started listening to the Bible. Um, yep. And I was just, I'd listen while I showered and got ready, or whatever, because I'm way more of an auditory learner than a um, visual learner. So I just started listening. And dude, I, I just finished. I think I'm I'm into Revelation. I'm in like Revelation 4 or 5. And I've missed plenty of days in there. But anyway, um, I've been listening to it and listening to it. And, and it's been pretty good. You know, some days I tune out a lot of stuff. Some days I um, really hear something. And as I was thinking about this discussion, um, I thought about um, this set of verses that uh comes out of um comes out of 1st kings 19 which i didn't know i had to google it cuz i'm not a <laughs> i don't have this thing memorized um but it's it's elijah and it's when the lord appears to elijah um and i'll give you the skinny version it says um the lord said to elijah uh go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the lord for the lord is about to pass by let me just stop for a second and say hey, the Lord is about to pass by. You better get outside. Like, that's a pretty cool statement. Like, go check it out. Um, And then it goes, then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered rocks before the Lord. But the Lord wasn't in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But The Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord wasn't in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled the cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. That's when God talked to him. So I say that because like the, the commandments, the laws of the old covenant, we don't live under them, but we reference them. We use the concepts of them. Like the still small voice, I think comes from that. At least mm-hmm. when I think of it, that's mm-hmm. where it comes from. Maybe Samuel as well of like the whisper or the dream, you know, but, but I think there's so much value in, in reading it, but you have to look at it through the lens of Jesus. You can't just be like, this is my Bible, just the old covenant, just the old Testament. Um, because if you do, you can go really judgmental places real quick of like, (laughs) you could you could read the stuff to the Jews about, hey, don't intermarry with those tribes, and you could be yeah. like, yeah, don't ever marry outside of your race, you know. Like you no. could, you could do that if you ignore the old or the New Testament. So, um, so it's a like, tricky balance, I guess, you know.
0: And I would tell, like, if you're a new believer, you're you're just getting into this whole following yeah. Jesus thing. Like, start with the New Testament. Start with the Gospel of John. You yeah. kind of work your way way through it before you go back to the old so you have a good understanding of what this means. Like what is what does it mean to follow yeah. Jesus and how to, because what you're describing, like that's character of God, like right? God God's voice is in the whisper. But here's the yeah. downside of those verses. Um, if you were still under that covenant those verses, like, that's not what you get to experience. That's what the prophet right. got to experience. Right. Um, that's what the judges got to experience. What that's the, what, the people,
1: what the incredibly rare person, like one in a hundred right? years, got to experience. Mm-hmm.
0: And what changed for us is now we get to experience those things as followers of Jesus. Like, we get to have that level of intimacy with the creator of all um, yeah. through the sacrifice of Jesus, through the you know gift of the Holy Spirit, um, to be able to hear it and experience um, those moments, those moments of just awe. Yeah. And the other cool thing is like, mm-hmm. yes, God is in the whisper, but God's not passing by anymore. Right. Like God lives inside of yeah. me because Ooh, the Holy Spirit point. lives inside of me. Like I get to experience him at any point that I choose to still myself and listen. You know, yeah. we talked about a few episodes ago. Um and hear what God has said. Like that's that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's parts of it that we get to see God's character. There's parts of it that are desperate, definitely inspirational in terms yeah. of like, yeah, this is what God's done in the past, and and God's still working. It's just not applicable, um, to our lives. Yeah. Like I don't get to say that God's going to destroy my enemies, right? Um, because of what Old Testament says. Now there's parts of the New Testament that speak to some of those things, and right. I can hold on to those commands, um, and those promises, but. I think it's just very. You got to be really careful when we dive back into the Old Testament of what we pull and, and choose to follow, um, because in this you know we picked one 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 chapter out of the entire New Testament. We see this over and over again. We're a new right. creation. We don't put you know old wine in new wine skins. Um, right. Things have changed. We see the argument of the Council of Jerusalem of of do they get right. circumcised? Do they not? And digging into that yeah. right like and that's a big deal for the Jews. That was a massive yeah. deal for it the Jews. It was huge.
1: Was, um, that was like one of the biggest they, things that set them apart. You talked about being mm-hmm. set apart as a people, not just intermarrying, but circumcision, wearing, doing things a very certain way, set yeah. them apart in appearance, as well as as a kind of culture, you know, yeah. and there's there's a lot of markers that I think Jesus that I think are more intense than physical things like yeah. uh, circumcision. Like, I don't know, man the entire Sermon on the Mount is the antithesis of today's, like, what is normal, you know? Um, It's like, if it's normal to go on Tinder um, and and try to, you know, hook up with somebody, Jesus says, um, no, like, if you just have adultery in your mind, if you just have lustful thoughts, you already committed adultery, you know? And it's like, Oh, that yeah, is the second you the swiped
0: right opposite. or left, whichever way you're supposed to swipe.
1: When you Dude, say the that you second like them, you think about opening, it. no, the second you think about opening that app because you know its purpose. That's when you committed adultery. Before you ever swipe right, before you, never, you know, right. it's like it makes it that much more intense. So that's anyway, um, I that's just true. feel like there's the the Christian culture, the Christ-following life, um should be marked by just this radical difference. Like you're, you're just different because you're following, you're following a real God and you're, and you're doing so under, I don't know, not the norms of the day. Like Jesus died a long time ago, man. Like this stuff has been around a long time, but living it out is hard and it's different, especially than today. So,
0: well, it's this whole thing that like, I would argue the New Testament commands on how we're supposed to love people are 10 times more difficult than living the commands of the old covenant. Like, yes, there was a lot of commands. um, So it had been difficult to just keep track of them all. Um, But to live them was relatively, especially inside of the culture, it was relatively easy because everyone was doing it, but to live the, the life that Jesus calling us to live and to love the way that Jesus called us to love, to sacrifice for our flipping enemies Mm -hmm. in a way that like, that's the hard stuff. Um, Like I I once heard a pastor, you know, when he talks to atheists, one of the questions he'd always ask is like, Hey, prove me wrong. Um, Because like, (laughs) if you can get me out of this, Like 100% like that sounds fantastic because how many times do I have to hold my mouth, like hold my mouth shut Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I don't get to respond. Like when you come attack me that I just got to take the hit that I don't get to to come out in defense and I don't get to like I turn the cheek and like we move on. Like I don't get to attack as much as I want to attack on the inside. Like, you know, I I have to hold all of that and, and, and manage all of that. Um, like prove me wrong, so I don't have to follow this Jesus guy, and we'll be all set. Like, yeah. but that's the that's the truth. Of the New Testament, like the level that Jesus raised things to, um, yeah. is just like it's really. It's, you look at marriage, like Jesus went went from. That the man got to divorce his wife for any reason to, no, this is a this is a commitment that you're making, and it's a lifelong commitment. You're not yeah. out of it until you both die. That's how this works, <laughs> um, because up. that's how we love yeah. each other well. We submit to one another, we love one another, um, and, and we do what's best for one another constantly. Yeah. Is that not yeah. exhausting and tiring? Like, come on. <laughs> like like yes. what Jesus asked us to do yeah. is like 10 times more difficult. Um, yeah. But that's how we make impact. That's how we make a difference. That's how we get to live life full of joy and and, and hope and, and and freedom. Is when we live inside of of that covenant. We live inside of yeah. that freedom that Jesus provides us. And don't go back. Like we see this throughout. I don't have the verses up. We can post them on the website. Um, sure. If you don't go to our website, this jesuslifepodcast dot com. But it's a great we, post show note, we show post <laughs> notes there or uh, episode <laughs> notes there. But um, it's, awesome. it's a post, is what it's called. That's why I got stuck. Um, uh, but we'll post it there just verses on like, you go back to the old covenant, you take any part of it, then you're going to take all of it. That's how this works. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't get to find freedom. Um, if mm-hmm. you're going back and pulling just bits and pieces from it, now you've got to, yeah. you got to carry the weight of it all at that point. Um, and that's dude, what Jesus came okay, this way from.
1: Let me interrupt you. As, as you said that I thought about, okay, dude, every app you download, every every electric or electronic email service you sign up for every website you jump on you submit to like an old covenant <laughs> like you submit to here's 30 pages of stuff you're never going to read that 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 you could be held responsible for that you uh, that gives us outs on and you just click yeah, give me that new version of YouTube. Give me that new version of, you know, iTunes, whatever it is. Um, Like that's old covenant thinking where it's just There was that rumor
0: that went along for a while that said uh, the iTunes agreement said it got to take your soul.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I remember that, which it might've, who knows? I didn't read it. Nobody read it. Um, But dude, but that's like, that is, that's a, A decent example of old covenant granted it's not between god and man you know it's like it's a little different it's between corporation and user but um but it's like if you do this we will sue you if you do this uh whatever we can terminate your use you know it's it's that one-to-one it's the legal contract and it's way too much to carry it's like way too much Like, dude, if I read every app agreement, every update agreement, every email subscription agreement, all of that, like, man, I would have no time left in my day. You know, (laughs) I couldn't even think about, um, and this is switching, you know, living a life focused on Jesus, focused on following God. If I had 10,000 pages of 10 million pages or whatever of just do this and i'll do this don't do this and i'll do this do this and you're wrong yep. do this and i'm good do this and you're bad you know yep. like you just you don't have time for it <laughs> it's not practical um and it's just filled with figure out how to walk this line so that you can kind of get there you know it's not it's not filled with grace there's no grace in it man it's yep. just hey if you put out your hand i'm going to slap you that's it yeah. You know, you do this, I'm going to slap you. You do that, you're dead. You do that, you're dead. Yeah. It's, it's don't do. It's not, well, it's in not contrast, live in the kingdom. Yeah, and in way.
0: contrast to the New, New Testament is, if I've decided to follow Jesus, I've given my life to Christ, uh, I've recognized who he was, what he did. Um, when I sin, after that point, I'm forgiven. Mm-hmm. Like, no questions asked. Like, Jesus' blood was sufficient um, to forgive me of those sins when I mm. stand before God, you know, God says, "Well done, good and faithful servant." Amen. Mm. Um, mm. Like that's grace. We don't deserve it. Like, you know, we see this throughout the 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 epistles. Like, like God loved us. That was it. I, I, what is it? Um,
1: why you were uh, still first John?
0: Yeah, why you're me. still sinners? Christ died for yeah. us. Or, or John, first uh, John. Unpacks like John three sixteen essentially kind of presents it in a longer way or First John four ten. This is love, not that not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as the as the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Like mm-hmm. that's it, done, over with, clean slate. Now, if I sin after that, inside of this life, are there effects of that sin? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Um, and I have to yeah. deal with those, I have to confess yeah. those and and, and clean clean those things, but from a salvation standpoint I'm one hundred percent taken care of. Jesus died for my sins, done and over with. so we take this to the extreme. I give my life to Jesus, I kill a man. well, murder's a sin. we see that in the New Testament as well like Mm-hmm. that's not loving my neighbor if I'm killing my neighbor. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, not only that, it, if I have anger in my death heart, death. You know, according to Jesus, if I have anger in my heart, I've already killed that man. So right. we've got to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you might as well do it if you
1: already thought it,
0: right? Is that what you're saying? It's a way to look at it. Uh, <laughs> but is that person you know, entering into heaven, is that person going to spend their eternity after death with God himself? Uh, 100%. Um, because the point of salvation is the point of salvation and nothing changes. Mm.
1: Um,
0: Because I'm not powerful enough, my sin's not powerful enough to overcome it. Like Jesus's Mm. sacrifice is beyond more powerful than what happened. Um, Like that's the beauty of the new covenant. Like that's the freedom that we get to live in as followers of Jesus is um, nobody gets to tell me who I am. That isn't Jesus. Nobody gets to tell me um, that, oh, you're useless, mm-hmm. you're a waste, you're yeah. a sinner, like you're done and over with, you're never going to amount, it's done. And, like we're, yeah. we talked about shame already, right? Like yeah. We talked about that episode. Like all that's gone. Yeah. Like I'm forgiven. I'm Jesus's. <laughs> I'm, I am 100% sealed by the blood of Christ, um, meaning I'm set. So yeah. technically could I turn and just do whatever the heck that I want the rest of my life? Sure to some extent. Hmm. Um, but did you really love Jesus at the get-go? Like that's what we're going to get right. into, right? Um, you know, right. Jesus was pretty clear. If you're, you know, if you love me, you're going to keep my commands and his commands were love the Lord, the God with right. all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor right. as yourself.
1: Um, how are okay. We I how had a theology. I, I told you before I took theology one and uh, I had this great professor that, um, that you missed all the gold. Home, the, all I, the gold
0: was in theology no, too.
1: You missed dude, it, dude. I'm sure I heard theology two was like <laughs> the best, but I only made theology one. Um, no theology one. I had this awesome professor, Doctor Brown. Was that the professor who, that had
0: a uh, that church named after him?
1: No, no, that was Wilbur Williams. That that no, no that was not. No, this was Dr. Bounds. And uh, dude, he, so in regards to what you were just saying, it was like, he. I remember he taught on the verses that Paul wrote of like, okay, if grace is so sufficient, should I just sin and ask for forgiveness? Should I yep. just sin all the more? Cause it's more fun and just ask for forgiveness. Paul is pretty blunt. And about that. <laughs> uh, Dr. Bounds, yeah, he was, he was very blunt. And Dr. Bounds would always be like, may it never be, you know, like he would yell that may it never be that you send," you know, more. I I just remember the first part of what he said, but, but that hammered away in me. Like, no, like, it's not, it's not about the rules. It's not about you give a dollar, you get a dollar's worth. It's, it's about like, you give some effort you give some effort or you choose to not give effort. And then you're still in this covenant relationship of grace where you're like, dude, I don't deserve that. I don't deserve you to forgive me. I don't deserve you to call me one of your sons or daughters. You know, not that Jesus calls me a daughter, but um, I, I don't, I don't deserve to be family uh, to you. Um, and, and in this new covenant, but I am, um, so I'm going to try to live kind of this higher calling. I'm going to try to live into the kingdom way. I'm going to try to demonstrate that in my everyday life. And man, I hope that marks me with a radical difference in some ways. Like, I hope that if somebody who didn't know anything about Jesus, anything about the new Testament, anything about the Bible, I hope that if they looked at my life for a week, like a Truman show, you know, like if they just watched it, um, Do you ever wonder if your life is the way
0: the Truman show? I think about it all yeah. the
1: time. Yeah, I totally do. But like, I hope if somebody watched that, they'd be like, Oh, he's trying, you know, yeah. not, not like, wow, that guy's got it down. Cause I don't, but I hope yeah. they'd be like, he's trying, he's trying to live out this stuff he's trying to live out the sermon on the mount he's trying to live out all these ideas um all these teachings about god not just he's trying to check the boxes of like okay i didn't i didn't kill somebody today sweet all right i didn't do adultery sweet i'm good i didn't steal somebody's sheep i'm good you know yeah like but just he's trying to live it out and i feel like that I don't know, man, it's it. There's a lot of places that you people can grow up kind of under this judgment of like, yeah. did you do these three things? and Did you do them perfectly? And if not, you should go repent and you are bad and you are yeah. not forgiven. Like, I think we're really good at eliminating grace from from the gospel. Oh, for I think sure. we're really good at taking it away Um, Uh and not applying it you know Mm -hmm. preaching almost against grace and grace is man if you haven't read brendan manning's the ragamuffin gospel um he was an alcoholic who became a monk and just was an awesome thinker you know um he he turned away from drinking and turned towards god and just his whole message was grace the radical ridiculous overabundant grace that is to be in relationship with god yeah. um and anyway man it's uh that's kind of a tangent but um no that's, that's good. like that's
0: I like I, I think like we don't like we don't live by a rule of listen do's and don'ts but we also don't want to find ourselves inside of sin because sin leads to destruction right. and why would you want to go down those roads like like jesus didn't Give us these commands and say, hey, avoid these things for the right. for the fun of it. Like it wasn't this right. – he wasn't trying to build a society and that's why he gave us commands. Um, he gave us these commands because he knew these are the things that are going to destroy you as you continue mm-hmm. down them. So don't go down – like go from a selfish standpoint. Like you don't want to be destroyed. You don't want to see your life completely implode on itself. Then then make sure that you avoid those uh, those things that we call sin um, because those are the things that are going to take you down those roads and are going to destroy those things. And the other side of it is like, yeah. there's this full life that Jesus has for us, this life of, of hope and, and and excitement and a future. Like, you know, the way that I used to say it as I was preaching all the time was, like, I want to get to the end of my life and say, man, Jesus, what a ride. The places you took me, the people you yeah. let me invest in, the, the, the things that you had me do, I never thought any of that was possible. Like, we don't get to that life unless we're living in a way that that's avoiding sin as best as we possibly can. Yeah. And when we don't, Jesus is right there in the moment, ready to forgive. Like there's, it's all taken care of. Mm. Um, like we you can, we talk about getting into confession and the importance of it in this life, but from the, for the next life purpose, sin's taken care of. If I'm a follower of Jesus, it's taken care of. Like, when Paul says, should we keep on sinning, his answer was a simple no exclamation point. Like, absolutely not.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: because yeah. this is what it leads to. It leads to your yeah. destruction. May it, it never leads...
1: be. Yeah.
0: Right? Like, yeah. it leads to this place yeah. where you should, like, why would you want to go down those roads so you don't get to yeah. experience the full life that Jesus promised in John 10.10? Like, that's what we're chasing. Like, I want to have a life that, that's full of love. I want my life to be marked by by love. I um, mean, you look at people out there that love God and love people so well. Like, I might have said this mm-hmm. on the podcast before, I don't remember, but like, Francis Chan for me is someone that just loves God extremely well. Yeah. Um, Bob Goff is someone for me that loves people extremely well. Um, and examples yeah. of like, here's how I want to love people. Here's how I want to love God. I want to be in, mm-hmm. infatuated um, with God. Um, but kind of getting back into the old covenant, new covenant stuff, and, and I think why it's important. Yeah is uh, for me at, at least our, our our salvation our our faith isn't built on the words recorded in scripture um in all honesty we didn't really have our bible till what 400 years at least canonized yeah. yeah. after and for a good portion of that the, the bible wasn't available it was oral tradition still and yeah. um, it was what paul said and and the reason the letters that we have today are um, the canon was a good portion of that was because these were the accepted, you know, words of, of God.
1: Let like, me just let me interject with the printing press, which made the Bible widely available to most people. Know. Dude, that was invented in 1440, so 1,440 years. Crazy, you know, man. of just of, of mainly hearing a priest or yeah. a um, yeah or a pastor. At least through the middle times. Yeah. That whole time of just you are hearing it through pastor or priest, somebody, you know, yeah. you don't have a copy at your home. You can't read it at home yeah. mostly, you know, unless you're kind of on the wealthy end. Um, So how much of that was like twisted and changed and how much was not said of the grace side and of the yeah. live this way side and how much of the Ten Commandments was like enforced in that time. Um, we'll time so that, that. you like, didn't go back see Jesus.
0: To, yeah, yeah. Go back to the early church and yeah, um, like as as they're teaching, as Paul's moving from from people group to people group, we call church to church, and and teaching the ways of Jesus and and preaching the gospel over and over again, so people can come to know Jesus. Like even during that time, where you didn't have access to the written scripture, like. Like, yeah. what was the foundation of their faith? Well, the foundation of their faith was the death and resurrection of Jesus. Like, I follow Jesus because, well, he said he was God, he lived a perfect life, and he did what he said he was going to do. He yeah. died on a cross for my sins, and then he raised to conquer death. Like, that's yeah. the foundation of our faith. And, and somewhere yeah. along the journey of, of Christianity, the Bible has become the foundation of my faith, and it's yeah. not. Right. Um, and we put our faith in the Bible. And I think this is why it's important for for Christians today, um, especially for young Christians, mm-hmm. um, like age-wise as, as they kind of come out of their parents' home. Like, like if your foundation is the Bible, well, you get to college and that world religions teacher just destroys you right. um, in the first week that you're in there. And you don't know right. what to do because your foundation was the Bible. And he just destroyed the credibility of the Bible because – you just don't right. know enough. Now, I'm not saying that it's not defendable. I think the Old Testament right. creation, it's all defendable. Um, that's right. not the issue. But, right. that, but you're that made poor...
1: to feel dumb in that moment. Yeah, you're made but to that, feel like, that wow, poor I was standing student, on house of cards.
0: Yeah. Huh? And, that, and that poor college student doesn't know how to defend it. He was just given right. the bare minimum. So he's like, right. well, what's going on? Uh, yeah. But – if his foundation was built in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, when you start to attack creation, you start to attack the story of the flood, um, now you're sitting there saying, oh, that's so interesting. Mm. Oh, that's that's really mm-hmm. crazy. And, and now you're just like, are you okay? Like, I know you're a Christian. Like, are are you okay with all this? Like, and you're like, yeah, I just find it really interesting. I don't really really know what you're saying. It's different than anything I've ever heard before. Great. And they're like, well, like does that does that affect your faith? Oh no. Like it doesn't affect my faith. Like I'll follow Jesus because he died and rose again. Like he did what he said he was gonna do. He right. forgave right. me for my sins. Great. Like that's my faith. Um, yeah. the Bible's a, a massive piece of that because it gives mm-hmm. us, you know, the foundation to some extent um of what was recorded by the eyewitnesses of Jesus. Um so I get to see those things, but it's not um yeah the found like the, the ultimate foundation and the second we created that like now you have all these kids are like well wait a second like now now the Bible's completely wrong well it's not you yeah. just don't know enough um but so many people are walking away from the faith for for reasons they shouldn't be yeah reasons that aren't new covenant reasons well, that aren't Jesus
1: yeah and walking away from the faith walking away from I just I sound so Churchy and <laughs> like I sound, I don't want to, I don't want to just appeal to people who are like in the church their whole life. But yeah. if if you hear one Bible verse and then you live your life, you're gonna see things that are different than that. You're gonna see things that contradict that. Like um, who is your neighbor? You know, um, yeah. it's the Samaritan. It's the one everybody passed by like you referenced earlier, you know, it's that, it's the outcast it's the group that nobody likes. Um, Okay. So go and live like that. Go and live like the, the person who picks that person up, puts them on the donkey, um, takes them to an inn, gets them in the medical care, prepays their bills and says, dude, invoice me later. If there's more bills, I want them to be well, you know, it's, it's that. That is a beautiful story. That is a beautiful concept, and and if you live that out, man, you're never going to regret it. You're never going to regret a single piece of that, and you're not going to have a world lit professor undermine and destroy that. You're going to say, "Okay, how's your home life? Are you treating your Are you treating your neighbor well? The person yeah. you don't like, the person that's on that um, outcast class." That, yeah. that you want to walk past. The homeless dude on the corner. The um, the Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah. The Black Lives Matter um, advocate who's like screaming at you. The Trump supporter who's screaming at you. Same thing. There's you just know? a lot of screaming the, uh,
0: on either side. Yeah.
1: The person you least want to be with. Is that your neighbor? Are, are you looking at them and saying, I want to care for you? I want to um do the thing you need you know because i see i see your soul a little bit i see that you're yelling out of out of anger out of disappointment out of rage out of maybe out of taking this whole space that says i need jesus i need a god and and you're replacing it with the movement of any type um and you're saying that's my god you know do you look at that person even if they are, if it's trans live matter, if it's that pedophiles should have more rights, whatever it is, the thing that you're most against, like, can you look at that person, like Jesus would, and be like, yeah, I see you, I want to forgive you, I want you to walk in the kingdom way, I want to redeem all the things that are broken in your life. Um, because that's the that's the crazy call of the new covenant of yeah. just like radical difference, you know. That's good. Everything that's broken is gonna be restored in the in the new new covenant. And and by the way, it doesn't leave out like it doesn't say everything is gonna be restored. It says that the people that follow Jesus are gonna be restored. And And that's not the right that's not perfect language, but it's still kind of harsh in that. It's not just like eye for eye, tooth for tooth. It's like follow Jesus or don't like I'm the sword that splits. I'm a double-sided sword that's that good. cuts to the marrow, you know like it's and that then it puts the responsibility of on us of of Christ followers of like. That's good. You got to tell people about this. You can't just shut up and say nothing. You can't just yeah. quietly live your life because more people need to know. Because people don't know. A lot of people yeah. don't know. So that's good. Yeah.
0: So let's let's end this with like, what is some of our thinking today that's old covenant thinking compared to how we should be thinking in new covenant thinking. Mm. And I'll go first because I'm dropping the question on you. If you don't, yeah, think. that's a, that's a tough question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, us versus them. Yeah, like I think is is old covenant thinking. Yeah. Um, if I can yeah. declare them the enemy, uh, yeah. that's old covenant thinking because I yeah. don't necessarily de- to get to declare. Maybe I can call you the enemy, but right. I don't get to treat you like the enemy anymore. Like, yeah. I may completely disagree with you, but Jesus died for you, and because of that. I have to treat you in a certain way. Um, I have to sacrifice for you. I have to love you. I have to put your needs before myself. As Jesus said, if you ask me, you know, to to walk with you one mile, I'm going to walk with you two. Um, Like that's the life we're called to live. So creating this us versus them mentality is old covenant thinking. Um, And I think it's, it's dangerous.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This, this may sound very unoriginal, but us versus them just in the in the moment we're in um man i think us versus them black versus white democrat versus republican man versus woman all of that it is uh it's not what jesus planned jesus not what he planned i say that wrong it's not it's not anti-plan. It's, it's not the way he said you should live. Um, Because we as Christ followers are supposed to be marked with radical acceptance and radical honesty of like, mm-hmm. yeah, you messed up. Yeah. You're my enemy. You know, like you were talking about earlier, do you welcome your enemy? Do you yeah. pray for those who persecute you? Do you yeah. pray for the people who, killed somebody you know for being a christ follower do you pray for them do you want them to be a christ follower i know there's a lot of days i don't and there's there's a lot of times when i think um i think that the people that are just the antithesis of the way i want to live my life i'm like yeah it'd be it'd be nice to quietly sit back and be like i'm not gonna say anything not gonna do anything hope nobody does he'll be judged i'll be judged it's fine you know, and, and there's like this pride in that whole thing of like, I deserve it. They don't, I deserve to know Jesus. They don't, Yeah. truth be told, I don't, <laughs> they yeah. do, you know, it's like, my sin is no, mo- no different than theirs. And uh sin se- separates us from God, but, but Jesus came as the, the connector, you know what I mean? Like screwing two electric wires together, um, you know, you have connection. And uh, I don't know, Jesus came to radically transfer or transform this whole thing um, to say, it used to be do's and don'ts. Now it's, here's what to do. Here's here's the concept to live by. Here's the way to live. And by the way, here's a lot of grace for when you mess up because you're going to mess up. Um, so follow me you know my my yoke is easy and my burden is light but it's still a yoke it's still a it's big it's shaft around too. your shoulders it's still a thing to carry and pull it's not easy but but it's light compared to um carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders of well in the, of, and the
0: beautiful yeah. the beautiful thing of, of that is like as i love people it gets easier to love people yeah right it gets yeah. easier to love my neighbor as I love God, it gets easier to love God right. um, because I'm in closer relationship and intimacy with God. Like, yeah. like, I just think, like, man, if we could live out some of these verses, um, the radical change that could happen um, to those around us. Like, I think of of um, um, Jesus' words. I can't remember where it's at. But essentially, like, it's... it's um, Everyone will know that you are my disciples if you mm. love one another. Like, it's yeah. by our love that we find our identity. Like, that's yeah. the thing that makes us different. And if we choose to live inside of that, man, what what difference we can make. Like, if we're not drawing all these lines in the sand, like, it, it's our unity that, that holds us together. And, yeah. and can we agree on the things that matter most? And you look at the the Protestant church today, right, like in how segregated we are. You know, you, yeah. you have probably close to hundreds of different denominations out there that we chose to draw a line in the sand about something. And there's goods to that. There's probably more bads to that. But, like, if we can agree that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died for our sins, that he was raised from the dead conquering death to give us a way to the same, um, then I think we can align. If we disagree on the rest of it, then we disagree on the rest of it. That's okay. If they're baptizing by sprinkling babies and we're baptizing by, by immersion, yeah. do I disagree with it? Sure. But can we still live in unity in the midst of it? Do I need to right. voice my opinion so everyone knows that I'm right about my theology and you're right. wrong about yours? What does that do to the rest of the world? Like, yeah. well, I'm not going to be known for my love. Like, People aren't going to look at the church and say, man, I don't know what's going on with those people, but there's something about those people that have – that's something super strange. It's, like, weird. Like, they they care and love in a way that I've never seen before. Like, that's what we're chasing. And if we chose to live in that way, like, what kind of effects are we going to have on people? Does theology matter? Sure. Does it matter more than love? Absolutely not. Mm. Um, And Jesus is clear on that. Paul is clear on that. You can read throughout the epistles. Um, our theology is important, but love is more important, period. Yeah. Um, and if we can't live inside of that, we're living in greater sin than getting the theology wrong. Yeah, That's just the reality of it. Yeah. But we, we dive back into old covenant thinking as theology matters the most. Um, yeah. What we believe is the most important. What we stand on is the most important. If we live by these 612 rules, like that's the most important. Yeah. Um, all good for its time, extremely important for its time. But it's not the time we live in now. And we now mm-hmm. live in a time where we're choosing to love God and love people. And then we choose to live inside of that. That's where we have impact. And not only really that, that's where you have That's where you find true joy. That's where you find uh, true hope in a future. Um, Because now you see people for who people really are. Uh, You know, God's salvation, like essentially God died for them. Like their salvation, you know, hopeful salvation for them. Like in the midst of that, if I'm looking at them that way or, you know, as Jesus says, if I'm looking at the least of these and serving the least of these, I'm doing it for him. I should see him. So if I'm living in the midst of all of that, like what kind of impact could we have? Like, mm-hmm. that's the church I want to be a part of. Like, that's the the, yeah. the people group that can make an impact and make a difference. Um, like, yeah. that's the place where hope can truly live.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: like, that's what I want to chase after.
1: Absolutely. Dude, I don't want to be in a terms and conditions church. I want to be in a grace church. I want to be in yeah. a, we live it out here. We're yeah. not perfect, but we're trying. We're trying hard. Mm-hmm. We're trying to push everybody towards the same thing. Church. That's where I want to be. Um, I think that's what Jesus was. I think that's why the movement now called Christianity, originally called the way, you know, I think there was beauty in calling it the way, because it's like, what way? What do you mean? What are you talking about? It's like, yeah, let me show you. Let me me teach you the way that I'm trying to learn too. Let me show you it. That I'm trying to learn, and you're going to see ways that I fall short of this yep. thing. But let me show you what I'm trying to aspire to, um, and let me show you the grace that comes along with it. So, um, and I don't yeah, know if we could just I, live in that. Yeah, if we just live in that, at least our neighbors are going to notice, and maybe, yep. maybe their neighbors, and maybe yep. um, the people in the community, and maybe the people far outside the community, maybe it'll be a breakout of, you know, the gospel started with, with Israel. It started with a small tribe, started with a small nation and it spread to the world. Man, why couldn't it again? Why couldn't, yeah. why couldn't it happen again? Um, in, in an authentic yeah. and real and deep and personal way. Mm. Um,
0: because and I don't think it does because we still try to hold on to some of those old covenant practices. I think we miss out on it because we don't live in the grace, as you're talking about. Um, We don't live in the love as Jesus commanded. We don't pursue Jesus um, as we should be pursuing Jesus. Not for the sake of it's the right thing to do, but to be in relationship with Jesus, right? Like I'm studying on spiritual disciplines right now. And like we don't practice spiritual disciplines because it's what Christians do. Like mm-hmm. it's the right thing to do. No, we, we practice spiritual disciplines because we want to be in relationship, an intimate relationship with that with Jesus. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what gets us there. Like I practice these things because I want to be close with Jesus. I want to hear Jesus' voice. I want to know who Jesus called me to be. Like yeah. um, I, was, I just wrote this down a little while ago, but like as we better ourselves, as we follow Jesus better in terms of the way that he called us to live, um, like it just betters things around us. Yeah. Um, but when we live in this, like, that's I true. just don't want to sin against God. I don't want people to look at me because I did the wrong thing. Like, yeah. when we live inside of that, like, that's just going back to old covenant thinking and this, yeah. like, do's and don'ts list. And, yeah. um, like, we miss out on on the freedom and the hope that we should have in Christ. I think this is one of the biggest issues with Christians today is we keep going back to this, life well, I have to obey all these commands? Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. But why? Like, get to the root of it. Like, it's not yeah. because I want to be a good person. It's because I, I I don't want to experience the bondage of sin, because I want to love people well. And if if I'm sinning all the time, I'm not going to be loving people well, because I'm causing harm and, and, you know, creating wreckage in, in my path. Um, but yeah. when I love, it, you know, Jesus, and I love people, and I live in that world, um, like, things get easier as I love people more. Um, but not only that, like... I live in a hope and I live in a freedom. Like, yeah. you know, we talked about this thing last episode, like when I serve people, like science now tells us um, that I'm more, that I'm more uh, content with my life when yeah. I'm giving things away. That's crazy. Like yeah. that's pretty countercultural. Um, but that's what Jesus has been saying for 2000 years with his church. Uh, right. Like we knew right. this um, right. and there's something to it. Like how can we love and sacrifice for those around us and not just for the sake of social justice, Like we're not – like there's a real thing we're trying to get them to. I can help them and fix certain things about – things of injustices in the world. But when they die and don't know Jesus, I've done nothing. Like the ultimate goal is that they experience this full life that's found in Christ, this freedom and forgiveness that's found in Jesus. And can I help them experience that as we journey along the way of of fixing injustices in our world Mm -hmm. Um, so they can experience if this is what it really looks like? I don't know. When you get back to those verses of – You know, you will know – they will know every – they will know you're you my disciple um, if you love one another. Like how do we live inside of that type of of difference and stop drawing lines in the sand, right? I know Jesus drew a line in the sand, right, with the the adulterous woman. Different kind of line. (laughs) Um, We're not drawing lines in the sand of like you're evil and you're wrong if you do these things. Um, He was drawing a line in the sand of we're all sinners. Anyone else not a sinner? Yeah.
1: Yeah it's the concept not the rule i think and man i can't say it better than what you just said it's the it's the concept it's the line in the sand excuse me the recognition of like recognize your own sin and yeah. and go from there you know and i'm here to meet you there yep. when you recognize your own sin that's where yep. jesus meets us and uh i don't know man this jesus life is confusing at at times can be tough at times and if we get focused on the wrong thing, the the checklist, you know, of did I do this and not do that, um, it can get really tough. But when you live into the am I in relationship with Jesus, am I trying to take the next right step? Yeah. That that the Bible, the new covenant, uh, if I could be so bold to say, if, if I'm doing the thing in the, in the new covenant, um, if I'm living that way, um, then I might be following Jesus I might be trying, I might be putting forth effort and, uh, and, and I might be poised to accept the grace that, that is in all of that. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Like, it's I lot. just think of like, yeah. I think of individuals. I, I've
0: always said this, like, you know, I know people that that read their Bible every morning, and yeah. yet they don't look more like Jesus today than they did a year ago or five years ago. What's the issue? Well, it's because they're just they're just reading the Bible. They're not reading mm-hmm. the Bible in relationship with Jesus. Like they're reading it for more information, more knowledge, maybe for some more ammo. Um, right. But in right. all reality, like if you're reading in a relationship with Jesus, that's the transformational piece. Right? Like you can go through your entire life, you can never curse, you can never drink, you can do all the right things, you can always pay your taxes. You should pay your taxes. Um, it's a bad yeah, idea, now, the if you don't. A bad side, yeah. Um, <laughs> you should uh, read your Bible every day and you should go to church every week. And you know what? You're not obeying Jesus's commands, mm-hmm. you've just lived a life that was yeah. pointless, like, you wasted it. You did not live the John 10.10 life. You did not live the life to the full. But when you choose to love God intimately, love God with everything and all your being, and and learn to love God more and more, um, and deepen that relationship with Jesus— We choose to love people around us in a sacrificial way where I'm putting their needs over my needs over and over and over again. Are they going to take advantage of me at times? 100% of the time, they're going to take advantage of you. Okay, 98% of the time, they're going to take advantage of you. (laughs) That's the life that makes a difference. Yeah. That's the life that I get to full, live that abundant life, that John ten ten life. That's what Jesus was talking about when he said, abide in me um, and yeah. you will be my, like, that's what he was chasing after. Follow my commands. Mm-hmm. Those are the commands he was talking about. I'm like, don't waste this life anymore. Like, go out and do something with it. Yeah. Love people like you haven't loved before. Dig into a relationship with Jesus in a way that you've never dug into it before. Like, you want to increase those two pieces. That's going to th- be the thing that changes everything. And that's what people are going to notice. Yeah. When you're digging into those things and people are like, I don't know what's wrong with Andrew, but like... Like, he, he he's loving people like I've never seen him before. Like, he's right. talking about all these things that Jesus is doing in his life right now. And, like, he's never right. done this to this level right. before. Right. Like, that's the piece that becomes irresistible. That's the piece that becomes uh, attractive. That's the piece where people, like, that's the piece that starts movements, right? Like, yeah have a bunch of followers of Jesus that are loving, living up those two commands to the best of their ability, living in grace when they're not, um, understanding yeah. that Jesus is ready to forgive uh, when they've missed the mark. But, but living in those two pieces, uh, yeah. that's the thing that's going to make the difference. That's the thing that's yeah. going to change the world. That's the thing that's going to get the, the church back to where the church is supposed to be, a place of hope, a place of freedom, mm-hmm. a place of, uh, of, uh, of truth in terms of who Jesus is and what he's done. Maybe
1: even something that the culture just calls the way. That's just different. <laughs> it's the right? way you can live that's not the way we all live. It's, it's different. You know, good. it's marked by craziness. It's marked by That's something good. I want to be a part of. And Dude. man, I can't, I, I can't say it any better than just what you just said. Um, but I want to live that way. And I don't always live that way. Um, I, I hope that if you're listening, you don't think that Josh and Andrew always live that way. No, we feel um,
0: miserably on a regular basis.
1: Yeah. <laughs> too often, Most people
0: think I hate often, them, so there's that piece too. So
1: <laughs> that's true. No, I don't. Just saying, I just don't say anything, man. Yeah, that's right. You're just quiet sometimes. Um, you're you're an introvert, maybe. Um, but I'm just saying, man. I want to live that way. I want to aspire to live that way, and I want to. I I hope that you see the way I, I'm trying to live, and yep. that you try to duplicate you try to jump in on it you try to get more like jesus you try to say okay is it possible to live by these ideals is it possible to live by the ways that jesus taught is jesus good he's good i'm gonna try you know i'm gonna give it effort and uh That's good. i don't know man um try to live by the new covenant it, it's worth it and um and if you try it for 30 days, you won't regret it. You know, yeah. it's like that money let's get money super back practical. Like, yeah. what
0: does that mean? Like, dig into yeah. the New Testament. Dig yeah. into the Gospel of John. Yeah. If you don't read the Bible on a regular basis, that's a great place to start. Um, from yes. there, jump into the, the Gospel of Matthew because it's going to take you through um, the Sermon on the Mount. It's going to take you through some pretty powerful parables in terms of yeah. how we live this Jesus life. Um, and then start digging in into the rest of the... Uh, of the New Testament and spend some time there. Um, I don't think you should ever leave the New Testament. Um, So if you're reading multiple chapters of scripture a day, like, and you want to read through the old Testament, great, awesome. But make sure you're reading through the gospels as well. Keep yourself centered on the new covenant and who Jesus has called us to be. Um, I think that's highly important. I've been doing it for years. I haven't, that shouldn't say that. I did it for years. I haven't done it for a while. Um, I'll be honest. I haven't been to the old Testament in a while. uh, Except, you know, a couple of times this year but for the most part live in the New Testament um, because you got to have that strong foundation and in all yeah. reality the people we're talking to Probably don't read their Bible that often. I'm not doing saying that to shame you. I'm saying that to say that's the statistics, that's what they say. Most people yep, don't know true. where their Bible is, except for the Bible on their phone, and they don't know the last time they opened it, except those kids that like want to look better than everybody else. they're opening the Bible app every day just to open it and keep their streak up, but they're not actually reading anything. Maybe they're reading <laughs> the daily verse. That's about it. That's um, right. we and don't I read scripture as you to were read scripture.
1: That? I, I laughed as confessional. I laughed as you were saying that because in the last like five, six days when I was on vacation, I was so stinking busy that I don't think I, I didn't open my Bible once. I did the same like, thing. I'm not was good on vacation at vacation. You know, and it's like, it's hard. Yeah, oh, I know.
0: Um, but like when you get to those moments where they're just super rich, right? Like, yeah. that like, Jesus is close in this moment, right? Yeah. Like, that's the thing. You're like, I want to get back to that. Yeah. that's what I'm chasing. Is it always going to be that way? No, but we keep doing it um, because those moments are are, are always you know going to present them time present themselves at times that we weren't expecting.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So we keep those practices up, but we yeah. don't. We're not good Christians because we do those things. We're good Christians right. because we live out Jesus' commands and to live those oh. things out well. We do those things. Um. I think yeah. priorities
1: is is highly important. I don't know how long we've gone, Andrew. Both in you know, a long time. We've talked way, way longer than these seven sentences made made me think we would. But That's man, true. I feel like there was a lot of good stuff in there. I don't That's feel true. like it. I, I think there was, and uh, and I'm excited to listen back to this um, yeah. and just I don't know, be challenged myself and and hopefully encourage myself yeah. by it. Um, man, thanks for. Thanks for all this good conversation. Like, thanks for your good thinking on old covenant, new covenant, what it means. Not even just covenant, man, but old relationship, new relationship, you know, like, um, because, because it's powerful and I think it's helpful as kind of a roadmap of like live into the new, you know, live into the modern day, uh, kind of covenant with God and, and be transformed through it and transform others through it. Like that's start good. a movement through it because that's I good. think that's what it's set up for, man. And, uh, and I think we, I think I've missed it too often in my life. I've missed that. I think we um, not just like I haven't seen you in a while I missed it, but I've been too focused on other things. So it's just refreshing to kind of take a minute refocus and, and think about what does this mean tomorrow? What's the new covenant mean tomorrow and the day after and the day after, because that's, that's what it is. It's, it's in the present. It's in the day to day. So, and thanks for this awesome conversation. It's been good.
0: Thank you. That was super good. Hey, uh, if this is your first time, listening to us, please subscribe. That always helps us out. If you're listening to us on uh, Apple podcasts, um, Mm -hmm. please rate us as well. Um, That always helps us climb the charts. Um, We want to get this message out. We want to be the place where hope lives, and um, we want to help others do the same. Um, And that's kind of, you know, at the core of what we're doing. We're just two normal guys trying to live this Jesus life. Mm -hmm. Jesus life is difficult at times. It's sometimes really hard to love people that make it hard to love them. Um, And when they're attacking us, it's even harder. Um, but this is the life that Jesus called us to you, and this is the life that we choose to follow. At our core and our foundation is the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, and because of that, we choose to follow him because he did yeah. what he said he was going to do because he said right. who he was, right. and he fulfilled it. Um, yep. So we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Andrew, as always, it's good to see you. Before.
1: man. Good to see you. Thanks, Josh. Peace.